Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Please welcome your host, Bill Bannum. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. So, Andrew, in terms of project management tools that help teams be more productive, um, help them collaborate and uh, understand more about their uh, target audience and, and pipelines, in your experience, uh, could you, you list one or two tools that you've used in the past and, and tell us why you recommend those? Well, I want to pick up on a word that you just uh, used there, collaboration. Uh, you know, we've all heard of um, Microsoft Project, uh, which is a great solution for managing a project, but it's not particularly uh, collaborative. Uh, there are solutions out there uh, such as um, uh, Trello, Basecamp, uh, some of them you know, range from you know, great places to organize your files to uh, task management. But the one solution that I like uh, for a variety of reasons that I'll explain in a moment is Slack. And it's received a lot of media attention because of the rate by which it's grown uh, and um, the uh, rate of adoption. Um, because people, those that uh, you talk to who use it love it, and for some of the following reasons. It is a collaboration platform. It uh, reduces the amount of email volume that uh, is used amongst uh, people within an organization. You can even connect people external to the organization uh, to it. And from a sales uh, point of view, I can work with uh, colleagues on the sales team, I can work with marketing, I can work with product, all within the environment, and we can work on a, uh, a prospective engagement together, um, collate all the necessary files, we can give each other status updates, all outside of email. Uh, we can use it as a centralized hub, and it does integrate with other solutions. So from a you know, keeping apprised of where things are at, um, in terms of status within the funnel, those sorts of things. Again, all centrally housed inside um, something like Slack. Uh, it minimizes email. If you're accustomed to using uh, text as a, a pr primary uh, way of communicating, then you can use the Android or uh, iPhone app uh, and, again, receive all the same information on your mobile device that you would have uh, from your desktop. So it, it, it integrates beautifully into your into your working day and from a collaboration amongst the team. And one other thing, uh, it's it's fantastic. And one other thing I'd like to highlight: if you're a new salesperson joining a sales team, or or a new employee joining the organization, Slack also delivers value from the standpoint of onboarding, because you can uh, log on to Slack, you can look at clients, projects, prospects. Uh, product information, um, previous sales decks, 
everything can be kept there um, from an onboarding point of view without the requirement to get inundated with emails of the same information that's been sent to every new employee. It's all housed inside Slack, uh, and uh, and you can consume uh, at your leisure uh, from the, the various channels made available to you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, for those of you who haven't seen Slack before, I'd suggest maybe check it out. It, it does lots of amazing things. Uh, so let's drill down. Sorry. Just to add to that, um, Stuart Butterfield, a uh, the former uh, founder of Yahoo, is the founder of Slack. And I saw him at a conference. Uh, and while he was speaking, I installed Slack on my computer and my phone and set up uh, my corporate account in less than 10 minutes. So uh, another reason why the adoption for it has been so uh, tremendous is the ease by which you can onboard yourself and the ease by which it can be used. Awesome. Okay. And that ultimately helps with productivity because if something's super easy to use, people are more likely to use it and then they'll get more use out of it. Um, and through that, of course, motivation. Um, so It, it works the way people are accustomed to working now, which is less and less by email and more and more by text. Uh, and it's searchable. Um, it's just it's uh, it's a fantastic solution for collaboration amongst uh, sales and uh, more broadly sales and marketing. Let's drill down a wee bit now and look specifically at tools that you'd recommend in terms of prospect management. So I'm I'm thinking here, um, while Slack is a project management tool which also has ways to help with your prospecting and pipelines, um, what CRM options? Are there out there? What, what do you What do you recommend? Well, to, it depends on uh, what a sales team is accustomed to using. Um, if, for instance, they are a Salesforce house or a Microsoft Dynamics, um, then I would recommend that uh, if they're not using it already, in in the case of LinkedIn, that they upgrade uh, their sales people's LinkedIn accounts to Sales Navigator because it integrates with uh, Salesforce and with uh, Microsoft Dynamics. Those are the official partners from LinkedIn. Uh, and so anything that you're doing inside LinkedIn with a particular prospect, if you're tagging them, adding some more details, some notes, etc., all of that will, um, through the integration, cascade over uh, and um, into Dynamics or to Salesforce. Now, having said that, if you're not a Salesforce house or a Dynamics house or... Uh, you find it challenging to get your sales team to adopt either of those platforms or use them to uh, the optimum uh, levels, then there is a, a very inexpensive solution called Nimble, uh, which they position as a social CRM solution. The founder, John Ferreira, was the founder of Goldmine, one of the early, early CRM solutions um, from years ago. And what, uh, what's great about it, uh, and where some of the other solutions come up short, is that it, uh, when you connect a, or establish a record for a prospect within it, it goes out and it crawls and collates all of their social accounts and gives you a much more robust digital footprint of your prospect. And it will tell you over time, uh, because it will connect to your Gmail, it will connect to Twitter, etc., and it will uh, capture each and every interaction you have with that prospect and your conversations. 
it, when you bring up your dashboard, it'll show you your meetings for the day because of your connection to, to Gmail. So it's a CRM solution, but it's much more um, robust as a dashboard for all of your sales and networking and engagement activities uh, for the day, for the week, for the month. And people buy from who they know and trust. So if you can use something that will help you identify where and how to engage a prospect to build the rapport, to build the trust, and nurture the relationship over time, then uh, one, you're more efficient. Two, you'll probably outperform um, colleagues that are not implementing the same methods. Uh, and you'll have a, a richer relationship with your clients, and hopefully, as a result, they will be a great source of referrals too. And those are just some of the highlights of uh, Nimble as a as they refer to it as a social CRM solution. The uh, the CRM options out there have certainly come a long way. I, I actually remember using Goldmine many years ago, and uh, to your point, um, the, the options out there now mean that you can integrate with all of your different social media channels, follow people, and connect with people, and monitor conversations and pipelines in so many new ways. Let's drill down well, further. Just, just on that. Um, yeah. Please. Before you engage a prospect, there are, there's so much readily available data that they're um, that, that's being that, that's being accumulated based on their behavior in social. You can go into LinkedIn and see what was the last um, piece of content this person shared. What was the last thing that they commented on uh, or liked? What was the last thing they said in a group? Or move over to Twitter. What was the last thing that they tweeted out or tweeted about or in, uh, or the last person they engaged with? You can even go so far as to check them out on Instagram. What kind of content are they sharing? Um, what is it I can learn about them that they do, like to do in their time away from work that might actually be a common um, connection point? Maybe they're involved in a similar charity or they're interested in the same sports that I am. Or they're a collector of vinyl or you know, uh, whatever, and I happen to be a collector of the same thing. You know, can I, uh, can I form a bond along that line? And if it weren't for my social research and a social, uh, social CRM solution for me to compile all that information, um, I wouldn't have been able to, to uh, make that connection. And this is where social sellers are differentiating themselves from traditional salespeople because of the, the data points that they're accumulating uh, on their prospects. Great. Thank you very much. Let's uh, switch focus now a little bit and uh, and talk about incentivization because this is, for, for many companies, uh, a big part of um, how they motivate their teams and how those teams uh, become more productive. So in, in your opinion, uh, what KPIs should we measure when when trying to understand how to assign employee rewards, for example? So... I guess in your instance, Andrew, being a, a social media guru, perhaps the real question there should be, how have KPIs changed due to social selling initiatives? Um, and which are the key ones that we should now be paying attention to? Well, um, great question. Um, they have most definitely uh, changed or, or evolved because of um, the path that social selling takes. So if we look at it as uh, in, the, in the early stages of social selling that we're uh, focusing on the growth of our network, um, 
establishing connections, nurturing the relationship over time, those you know, our hope is that those will result in sales, and I'll, and I'll come back to the sales KPI in, in a moment. But in the meantime, there are KPIs associated to those activities that we should be mindful of. You know, because they're going to indicate that our social selling and our social strategies are working. We want to know, uh, if you want to put it under the umbrella of ROE, return on engagement, we want to look at um, what is the size of a salesperson's network today? Can uh, And then over time, uh, one, have they grown it? Two, is it vibrant? You know, what kind of engagement are they getting? Um, if they're getting support from marketing through um, uh, provision of content that's pre-approved, uh, as well, hopefully they're getting permission to share content from third parties to round out uh, the content that they're sharing overall. Uh, so uh, are they establishing and, and growing a personal brand uh, and that also pays a benefit uh, to the employer and extends the employer brand? So measuring return on engagement, how well the content is being responded to, how well or how far the content reaches, the growth and engagement or vibrancy of their network. One of uh, the solutions that is available to salespeople to measure uh, a lot of uh, those attributes of ROE is uh, now been made available by LinkedIn for free, and it's called, called the Social Selling Index, or SSI and uh, measures four criteria, um, establishing your personal brand, um, sharing content um, that is uh, engaging, um, growing your network, and thought leadership. I'm paraphrasing, but you know, those are the four um, main areas. And so you can take a benchmark score of yourself now, and then over time be monitoring where and how you're ideally moving the needle across the four different criteria, it does reflect uh, your score against others similar to you in your industry uh, or salespeople like you. So you get a sense of whether you're um, in the middle of the pack, standing um, ahead of the pack, etc. But the other thing I should add is that the SSI is not static. So if you go off and take a two-week vacation and you do, obviously you're away, you do nothing in LinkedIn, it will affect your SSI score, and your SSI uh, score can likely decline. So it's an always-on kind of thing. So this is where social selling, the focus on uh, return on engagement, is an everyday kind of thing. And now um, as we move, we've established our network, we've grown it, we're focusing on uh, nurturing our network and, and um, uh, focused on engagement. Ideally, as a result of all those efforts, we move into, the, into more sales-related KPIs, such as calls scheduled, uh, meetings scheduled, quotes given, proposals written, and then ultimately the, those will lead to sales uh, closed. And it, but it, you can't have one. You can't put the cart before the horse. You can't have one before the other. You've got to establish the, and grow your network. You've got to establish and grow trust and rapport, and then ultimately, as I mentioned, calls and meetings, because trust has been established. Those calls and meetings will happen. Quotes and proposals will be given, and then ultimately sales will be uh, sales will be closed. Awesome. Thank you very much. We're um, we're looking to wrap up this podcast shortly um and as as we get to our final thoughts i'd I'd, I'd love to hear from you how 
so far in this conversation, we've spoken about um, better ways to manage projects and collaborate. We've spoken about easier prospecting tools. Uh, you mentioned Nimble CRM, for example. We've um, alluded to, as part of this conversation, integrations with major social selling tools such as LinkedIn. Uh, we, we've we've even covered um, what ROE is versus ROI. But how do all of these things link back into that idea of motivation? Well, they, I mean, everyone's motivated. Um, they want to feel that they're part of something larger. And if through collaboration and something like Slack, they're feeling like they're all collaborating, moving towards a common goal. Um, if the corporation uh, that has enabled sales and marketing to collaborate and extend the personal, uh, extend their employer brand, employees have a certain amount of, uh, sorry, a brand has a certain amount of reach, but the employer um, has a, um, uh, through their employees has an exponential reach, then um, those sorts of intangibles can help uh, motivate a team. Um, and then the the final aspect uh, that we were just finished talking about ROE to to ROI. When a sales force starts seeing the results of of the long term play, which is social selling, by establishing and a um, uh, and nurturing rich relationships with their prospects that ultimately become clients, um, it feeds off of itself. Uh, once they see that it's working. Uh, and as well, once they're exhibiting that behavior to others that maybe are earlier on in their social selling uh, efforts or may have been on the fence, once they see the success of others that are applying social selling methodologies and, and the, this um, path of ROE to ROI, um, it will um, help motivate them and, as I said, get them off the fence uh, and hopefully adopt social selling methodologies. Okay, so um, for all of our wonderful listeners out there, there are a lot of different factors uh, that one should consider when looking to uh, to motivate and measure, and then remotivate and reward uh, your your sales teams. Uh, it's not as simple as it used to be, but there's light at the end of the tunnel because there are lots of awesome tools out there that that make it easier, make it more streamlined, make it more collaborative. Andrew, before we finish today's podcast, um, how can our audience learn more about you? Uh, they can Google me. Uh, they'll find my LinkedIn profile. Uh, or they can uh, look up at A. Jenkins on Twitter, and they can find everything else about me uh, through there. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, well, this, as always, it's been a pleasure having you as a guest. Um, and this has been the September Sales Pro Chat podcast with Andrew Jenkins, looking at particular case studies and uh, and different metrics around the idea of uh, motivation and incentivization. So thanks very much for listening and until next time. Thank you for listening to Sales Pro Chat podcast brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. 